The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Halloween Eve episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 754, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, you are listening to... Oh, no, wait a second, not listening. Darn, I'm trying to type in the True Cult website, True Cult Coffee, um, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to type that and say it and think about it so uh this episode is brought to you rather by the fine folks at true cult coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com let me tell you what you've missed out on you've missed out on the brucifer engraved 20 ounce pilsner pilsner tumbler um sold out um they're sold out of the wicked wood true cult Coffee candle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still get the Diabolical Divinations mug. And of course, you can still get lots of great coffee. But if you are not going to truecallcoffee.com, getting on the mailing list, making sure that you're staying aware of everything that's going on, well, you're missing out, right? You really are. <coughs> so let's see here. So they have coffee, they have candles, they have soap, they have drinkware, they have pins, patches, and stickers, their shirts, their hoodies, their hats. There's even greeting cards. What is a True Call Coffee greeting card? Let's look. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, here's a greeting card from Krampus. That's the perfect thing to get your kids for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's the Black Phillip birthday greeting card. This is pretty fun. Um, yeah, you, you need to go check these out. So this isn't some giant coffee conglomerate. This isn't some corporation. This is a metalhead who loves coffee who is very, very creative. I think it's the best way to to put Mm -hmm. it. Like if he can imagine something, it's probably going to happen and he'll figure out how to make it happen. Like he's very good with that sort of stuff. So um, he's just going to make stuff happen and keep moving. And if you don't go to truecallcoffee.com and at least get on the mailing list, let alone buy the fantastic coffee that they sell, uh, you're missing out. So, um, go out there, possess yourself a cup today. What's happening there, Snowman? 
Well, for me right now, I have my um, my True Cavalt Coffee um, ice ice brew, I guess you would call it, where I've got ice, got, ice baby. Yeah, I got a True Cavalt going, and it's nice. It's nice and cold, and it just it 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 kind of made me think just now. We we kind of need a name for this for, for my new thing. I don't know if. Well, I Dude, thought he this, had one, right? This, Isn't that what this, the frozen bag against coffee is? Well, the frozen bag against yeah, but... coffee. That, that's the... Let's see here. Let me go out here and look at the different coffees. Muir Calvete, that's the dark roast. Cafe Storm, I think that was the original. Uh, Natural Selections is the other one. It's the... Um, that's the organic... Okay, Krampus Roast, I believe that's sold out. Diabolical Divinations, oh, you can still get that one. Uh, the Midnight Roast is sold out. My goodness. Here it is. Arctic Swarm. It still looks like a frozen bag of dicks to me. It really does. <laughs> but you can still get it, and that is the cold okay. coffee. So Okay. Um, well, I imagine, I imagine he does a lot more to it than what I do, because I just fire up. Some true well, cobalt I, I don't coffee. Know. Like, I think it's, it's his bean that's designed for a cold brew. So, but uh, if you're taking regular true cold coffee, I, I feel like you should call it the Canadian Tundra. Or, there we go. See, even that's funnier, what I was a saying. Canadian Summer. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, I like that. It's I hot, like but yet that. it's still cold. You know, I like that. Yes. Canadian so either, either Summer. One of those. I'm, I'm writing that down. Yeah, either one of those. Yeah. Because yeah, so henceforth, <laughs> the Canadian so, summer. I, mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you had more going. No, no, no oh. fizzle. Sorry, <laughs> I'm lame. Here, okay, okay. Well, that's what we're gonna call this <laughs> from now on. You just, you just got to get that Canadian dig in there, don't you? I love well, it. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and I, and I mean, like, to be fair, I have to work for it. I mean, all you have to do is open up any news outlet and you've got oh all God. sorts of stuff for the uh, U.S. here. <laughs> true, true enough. True enough. Yeah. The, uh, the, the shit show is back on down there for sure. For sure. Well, and, and like the, the funny part is just, you know, the whole two party system, everybody's calling the other party a crook. And if you listen to anybody's ads, it's the same ad. It just is talking about the other person. Uh -huh. yeah. it, it's like, yeah. this is all the same. I'm like, how are you assholes falling for this? <laughs> like, uh -huh. really? Like, I can't be the only one that sees this. Well, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you know, like, like I am right leaning, but when I'm right leaning, like I still support abortion, even though I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I support lots of things that I don't understand or agree with because the core of everything is we've got to let people be people. We have to take care of the people. I understand why abortion may be necessary for some people. I also understand that some people are going to abuse it and use it like birth control. I don't mm. agree with that. But, no, neither do I, actually. But that's, you know, that, that's it. it. It's one of those things where we've got to make sure that we are looking out for the people that really need it. And that hopefully, you know, that through somewhere, through these places, somebody will get counseling. But like, maybe you should 
not sleep with anybody for a while. You know, something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, when I say that I'm right-leaning, I I tend to mean that from a, like, from the way we run government, the way we run business, as far as I want less government um, involvement, because too much government is just dangerous, Mm -hmm. um, which I think we're seeing a lot of, right? I I want less regulations. I want less government in my life. And I want business to be able to be business. I want it. I want it to be regulated, and I want to make sure that it's not doing anything that's going to hurt the environment. But even the people that are trying to save the environment could still be hurting the environment because money talks. So, yeah, that, but that's a, that's a different podcast. Anyway, yeah. Right on, right on. Election Eric? season is in full swing. Everybody's yeah. indicting each other. Um you know, like it, 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 it's like a bad soap opera. Definitely, definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Griffith, one of the few republics you can actually trust. I love it. Right. Yeah, on. you know. <laughs> yeah, I, really. Well, can I tell you, like, when, when, like, the answer really hit me? Okay. Right? It, as far as, like, like, the answer as far as what we need to do to get to the point where we could fix all this. Um, I'm sitting in church, you know, and it's during the Easter season and it hit me because our priest really broke down. He's like, well, listen, he's like the gospel. And I swear I'm the only person that heard it. Right. And I swear I'm the only Christian that's heard it. No, well, hopefully I'm not the only one, but for, from the ones that are speaking the loudest out there, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think any of them heard this. Right. But he's like, listen, he's like the whole point of Jesus coming down to earth was love is like the, the all of the gospel like, like the main message of the gospel is love love one another i love you that's why i'm giving up my life like love 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 mm-hmm. and what's funny is what does everybody quote the bible to reinforce their hatred they will quote the gospel which is all about love right. to reinforce their hatred for somebody and it like like when when that hit me, I'm like, okay, well that, like, when and and again, this is what I, why I've said like my favorite priest is Father Mulcahy, and those are the priests that I try High to gravitate to her. High five. Well, we and I knew you'd get that. You know, for anyone who doesn't know, Father Mulcahy is a TV priest, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, anybody who writes a character writes a character based on people in their real life. So you know that he's based on on somebody in real life, right? Mm-hmm. But Father Mulcahy is my favorite priest. He could box so he could defend his, his flock, you know. Mm-hmm. He understood every religion and, you know, and and had love towards all creatures of the earth, you know. Right. And just you know so so that's the type of priest i tend to gra- gravitate towards um and that's the type of priest that we have at our church here excellent and, and you know he's saying those sorts of things and it's like okay that's the message well if that's the message every argument is pretty much over right <laughs> because well <laughs> love like like that's what you're supposed uh-huh. to do you know, and, and you need to resolve conflicts, but you don't resolve conflicts through more hate. And you don't do it by trying trying to do whatever, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that, I, that's I, enough of Religion 101 for us. Yeah, um, I, I totally let, Let's get agree. on with this party. 
If uh, if if old JC was to come back tomorrow, he'd be slapping the back of heads, the heads of a lot of Christians this day and age, saying, "Hey, get your shit together." I never said this. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I, I think about that a lot every day. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so um, before we get on with the grunt here, as my dad would say, with our mandatory metal segment, I do want to give a hello and horns up to one Laura Smith. She's a good friend of the show and she's recently taken it upon herself to be a youtube content creator in the form of the you must be wicked underground if you watch this video podcast well she was nice enough to reach out to me this past weekend and hey snowy you want to uh you want to come on my show and i'm like hell yeah how often do i get the chance to be on the other side of the mic. You know, we've been doing interviews for, you know, for almost seven, 12, 16 years. Okay. Here, here on the show. Uh, not, not, not often do I get a chance to be on the other side and to be the subject and all that. So we sat down, we had a wicked chat. The um, show is up now on YouTube. Go to our, by the time this this goes up, we'll have put it up a link up on our Facebook. It's the the once again, you must be wicked underground if you watch this podcast. It's uh, I had an absolutely fantastic time and and buckle in, you know, grab a case of your favorite beers or whatever because we had a a long two and a half hour chat just talking about music and. We said we weren't going to get political, but we kind of veered into that. And just two, two, two people that just love metal and just sat down and just, just, just ha- hammered something out. So yeah, you're going to want to check that out, please. And as well here, once again, the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Um, are coming up soon and right now remember we are in the voting phase right now i threw i threw um i threw the website out last week hopefully you know a lot of you are going to that website and voting for your cool uncle snowy once again this year as for the ambassador of the year um cat category it's the first one that pops up because it's alphabetized unfortunately they do have to they they didn't end up using my slave name because the people um putting the website together got all the information off of facebook and for some reason me calling myself snowy white on facebook is a threat to national security or something so yeah yeah, so Canadian they borders up... <laughs> fell the day that you posted that. That's right. That's right. So go under Ambassador of the Year and uh, vote for Quentin Quentin Earhart, please. Quentin like Quentin Tarantino and Earhart like Amelia Earhart. Like Amelia. That's that's right. That's right. Loudawards.com. You're gonna want to go there, please. Once again, and the link is up on our Facebook 
as well. So that's just about it for um, for for house cleaning for this episode. So let's get into some music with our mandatory metal segment here for the good folks at a true Cavalt's coffee as i mentioned as i'm going to be mentioning in my metal fix black metalers uwada came through town this past weekend and they're on a wicked tour with ghost bath and cloak unfortunately though season of mist recording artist cloak we're having vehicle problems in Vancouver, so they ah they had to bow out of the uh, of the Western Canada that's leg. Cool. So yeah, that's that's too bad. So there's a lot of bummed out people at the show, and I said, you know what, guys, I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm gonna drop a track this next episode. So let's do that right now for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. And all of the Winnipeg black metal fans who piled into the show as well. From their album, The Burning Dawn, this is Cloak with Tempter's Call.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, man, what's going on? All right, so I found on Kindle Books, and I haven't started reading them yet, but I found a set of books called Classic Monsters Unleashed. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm really excited to read those. Um, I They just came out like the past year or two. And I really don't know anything about them. It was like a special on Kindle. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is the kind of stuff I'm looking for. So pretty excited about that. Um, next up, The Last Voyage of the Demeter should be streaming on Peacock by Halloween. Oh, Okay, that's that's fantastic news. I don't have Peacock. And I don't know how many more channels I want to be paying for. Well, yeah. And I mean... Peacock is definitely a, a U.S. thing because it's based on NBC down here. Mm. Um, but it's also one of the big – I guess it's part of Universal, right? Mm. So I have no idea what happens outside of the U.S., you know, how they're going to do that. Um, and then um, all, along with that, the new Haunted Mansion should also be streaming on Disney Plus by Halloween. Okay, good. That'll be a – yeah, we have, we have Disney Plus, obviously – um, and that's the type of movie like the three of us here in Snowy Manor will all sit down together and watch. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for both of those. Right, I, I really am, especially since neither one did that great in the theater. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's that's the interesting thing about streaming is you can bring it out super fast. You know, so if if it doesn't get an audience there, we'll get a cult following. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So then check this out. Taylor Swift is bringing the Eras tour that we've been talking about for like late, probably the last three episodes, right? Um, right. <laughs> that's coming to theaters. She's yeah, already, I, heard, like, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, and it's already broken like pre-sale ticket records. You know, wow. it's gonna it's gonna be a three hour movie. Um, I'm I'm really excited to go see this. Like I was listening to another podcast where they interviewed her bass player, and. I can't remember if I talked about this last podcast or not, but just when I was listening to this, he was talking about where so many other musicians would, you know, have tracks in their show that she's hiring real people to play this stuff. So she, Holy shit, imagine band. that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's fantastic. Right. And, and, and it's funny because, you know, some people will be like, Oh, well, she's making all this money. So of course she can afford it. Well, is she making all that money? And she can afford it, or is she making all that money because she's taking that approach and investing in people? You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, um, that's going to be something that my daughter and I are definitely going to check out. I don't know if anybody oh, else good. in the family is going to join us, but or the two of us are really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, so yeah, so and that's that's happening in October. So that'll be part of my October festivities. And then I am so thrilled. But Godzilla Minus One is going mm-hmm. to be happening December 1st in the U.S. and Canada, November 3rd in Japan. Any other countries, I don't know, and I apologize. Um, but I don't know if you've seen the new trailer, but it looks like the 54 Godzilla vibe. It's amazing. Yeah. Just, just, just the other night, Mrs. Snowy and I, we sat down. We were both dumbfounded. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like, oh, my God. We are going to the theater for this. This is this is this is crazy. Ditto. It and is like going to be said, a serious film. 
it's gonna oh, be it's going to be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. And then um, I still am not sure when, but Gamera and Five Kaiju, it's an animated series, that's coming up on Netflix here soon. Okay, good. I can't wait for that. Hopefully in October. And I'm also hearing um, it'll probably just be for for a limited run, so check your local listings. Um, but Godzilla 2000 is supposed to be heading. I did see that in, into the theater as well. Yeah, like and we were events or something. Yeah, yeah. When in 2000, I took my little girl to it, and you know, I had an absolutely fantastic time. It was a modern Godzilla film and all that. I recently spoke. To little little snowy about it, and she has absolutely no re- recollection of this now. But in two thousand, well, ninety two. So yeah, she only would have been eight years old then. So, well, but, I don't recall this movie. No, I don't. I, I don't okay. think I've ever seen Godzilla two thousand. Godzilla two thousand. Yeah, it's the only one really that. Apart from that 1998 abomination, you know, and the new Godzillas. Okay. This is the only one in how many years have, uh, you know, the Godzilla movies actually made it to the theaters in in North America. So it's definitely something like your your brood really digs the Godzilla. So when it's something that you can take them to. Yeah. And and check out. I know I'm going to be taking my fan. Oh, like we we already have it. I've seen this movie more more than once. I have it on VHS, but I'm going to take my brood to it again. You know how many years later? <laughs> twenty twenty three years later. I'm well, I'm going to take my brood again. It, it's funny because that Godzilla ninety eight really turned me off from giving a crap about any Godzilla movie in the theater. Like it really did because there was a lot of stuff that came out that I could have probably gone to see if I would have been looking. And I, I just had no desire to see anything Godzilla in the theater because of what that shit show of 98 was. Right. Right. And even like when 2014 came out, people were like, Oh, it's so good. I'm like, is it? I I it, I can't remember how many years 2014 was out before I would watch it like on DVD. Ah, uh, okay. Like I, I wouldn't go see it in the theater. Ah, uh, well, I knew that was going to be the real Godzilla. So, I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't trusting it. I really wasn't. Ah, uh, well, I kind of look at it this way: Godzilla '98. That was definitely not a Godzilla film, but it was just. If you look at it as if it was just a a just a giant kaiju movie. Okay, then it's sort of passable. But well, I guess. It just, it leaves us, it's still, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Just calling it Godzilla. And, yeah, well, know. and then was it, Ugh. was it Final Wars where they called that version of Godzilla Zilla? Yeah, and then they totally destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. But by doing that, they also made him canon. So I'm not sure. How yeah, yeah, I guess so, because they, uh, yeah, uh, in in that respect. But 
how many of them you know, you know are is this but because at the end of at the end of 98 they killed it off you know now right and the babies and all that but i think there was one that survived or something you know you know at 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 the end at the very end they had the egg crack just in case there was a sequel or whatever so yeah maybe you're right maybe you're right i never thought of that well now my day's ruined Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, well, way to go. You just happy ruined to help. everybody else's day, too. So happy to help you out with that today. <laughs> Glad yeah. I could be here for you. Zilla is now canon. I can't get that out of my head now. Well, my son's the one that pointed out to me. Because he was explaining that. And, uh, and, and, and he's like, yeah, they have Zilla. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they kill him. He's like, yeah, but now he's part of the Godzilla universe. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. And he's explain, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because I never even he didn't of that. believe yeah. me how bad 98 was. And he kept wanting to see it, wanting to see it, wanting to see it. So finally, we put it on the one day. I think it was like on Netflix. And we're like 10 minutes in. He finally gets to see like the Godzilla. He's like, okay, turn it off. I've seen enough. You know, like he didn't want to finish it. I'm like, I told you. I told you. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's got lots of really good Godzilla stuff to look forward to. I know I definitely am. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and while while we're at it, remember coming up in just a couple more weeks, the Godzilla versus Kong versus Justice League comic series. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. just just in time for October. I am eagerly awaiting that. Yeah, I saw that. And then yeah. I've totally forgot. It's sitting beside me and everything. Um, you know that Dixon Flannel Company I get stuff from? Right. They did a Metallica 72 Seasons print. Ooh. And so yeah. it's the black and yellow, which I like. Yeah. Um, and it says Metallica on it, and it's pretty cool. You're I opening just it came up in now? Today. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just opened it now because I totally forgot. And it just showed up today, too. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. It's looking good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. What else you got? That's everything. Right on, right on. I know I know with you I could get lots of Godzilla speak. Oh, every time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh for myself, actually, not much really in the way of a metal fix for me as i mentioned you know at the uh right at the uh mandatory metal segment um u.s black metalers uwada came through town and i it 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 was really a, a really amazing bill when you think about it because uwada ghost bath and cloak okay in terms of stature, okay, all of these three bands, I believe, okay, are all about the same. So any one of these bands could have headlined this gig, you know. So, like, when you get three headliner statures, you know, three headline stature bands on the same bill for one price, you know, you, you can't go wrong. You, oh, yeah, you, you can't go wrong. It was an absolutely amazing night. Like I said, unfortunately, 
Cloak didn't make it. And I, I, I enjoy all three of the bands. But they were the one, they were the band that was really selling it for us because we've played Cloak on the show. And, yeah. you know, we're good buddies with Seasons of Mist and all that. So I was looking forward to uh, to checking them out, maybe saying hi and all that. But ah, the Metal Gods just said, ah, ah, sorry, Snowy. Fortunately, though, our good buddies in, in Humed, who we just a couple episodes back, played on our indie spotlight and of course we've had them on the show before they stepped up at the last second to kind of jerk the curtain yeah had a fantastic time so great to see you know the the building packed because it was on a friday night okay so there is no excuse you know except financially okay or family emergency or anything like that if you're into black metal you definitely should have been there it has been it was an absolutely fantastic time we'll get to an water song here right away but uh i want to get into a cool record that came across my desk new york hardcore band violent life violent death their new record break burn and as I said, came across my desk. Really cool stuff. Just that—that's the—it's—it's it's the real metalcore. Okay, the metalcore that I knew um, before, you know, bands like Unearth. My what's the uh, what's the band with the guy who tried to kill his wife there? Oh, as I lie dying. No. As I lie dying. Yeah. Like, Was it? Yes. Yes. Yes, like, and those bands are good. That type of metalcore is good. That's not the metalcore that I know and love, though. This stuff is. So I want to drop a track that now from some real metalcore out of the New York area. Once again, from the new record Break, Burn, End. This is Violent Life, A Violent Death with Saying your name is to choke on ash. Yeah, you are. 
That was the aforementioned black metalers Uada with the title track from their latest record, Crepsicle Natura. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that properly. I'm sure I'm going to get a whole whack of emails from dedicated uh, black metalers saying, what the fuck, Snowy? Why can't you get anything right? <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, I went to the show. I had a great time. I'm putting them over. What more do you want? Yeah, yeah. What I want, though, is to remind our listeners that October is coming. I guess as this goes up for the first time, it'll be September 15th. Okay, so just in a couple weeks, if you're hearing this the first time, it will it will be October, and what that means for me is my annual October Horror Movie Challenge is just around the corner. Now, what that is, and our longtime listeners will already know, okay, this is something that I do every year, okay, and... This year is going to be no exception. As a matter of fact, over the past year or so, I've added Shutter, okay, and Prime Prime Video, and just a number of other awesome, you know, streaming channels, and they all have a horror film section because, you know, for some for some reason, like horror is it, while it's not the hottest it's ever been. You know, there's still with with the reemergence of Scream and a movie, a hard R movie like X, and you know, at at any given time, there's there's a horror film in the theater or something that's really capturing everyone's attention, like say on Netflix or something. Yeah. So this is a really good time for everyone to join your cool Uncle Snowy with the October Horror Movie Challenge. Now, what that is, for the uninitiated, is all throughout the month of October, you try to watch 31 horror films all leading up to Halloween. And now you might think, hey, Snowy, this is no challenge. I love horror films. I, I could sit there. I watch them all the time. Rah, rah, rah. I've heard it all before. Great. Just do it. Because there have actually been years where I couldn't pull it off. Because concerts, life, doing this show, doing wrestling night in Canada, wrestling events, wrestling pay-per-views... Life kind of gets in the way. You know, if you have no life, you should be able to just ring off 31 movies in a in a week. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't do that. So, I'm going to be doing that. I am extending the invitation to all of our listeners. I'm extending the invitation to you, Aaron. I know this horror really isn't your thing. And if you choose not to do this, don't worry. I understand. It's I like not creepy. Not I don't like horror. Right, you're not big on the gore and and all that, and and I get that. Um, and there is a lot of really good creepy haunted house type type 
type movies, I should send you some suggestions, something that I think you would enjoy and be able to do, to digest. Because my wife is kind of at the point now where she has seen so much splatter, so much gore, so much gratuitous nudity and all that. And she's just, it's just, she's not sitting through it anymore with me. So what we've come, we've, we've come up with a system is where I'll say to her, okay, here's a really good movie. Okay. But you should be able to watch it. Meaning it doesn't have all of that. Like <laughs> it's not, it's not a really, really hard movie. I've said, um, like the scream movies, Okay, the the Evil Dead Rise, yeah, that was that was a real hard R movie with a lot of splatter and all that. But she likes the Evil Dead films, um, even though there was no Bruce Campbell in this one. But it comes it comes from that from the franchise, so she was able to sit through that. Um, just stuff that's easily digestible. So I thought maybe you know it it would be the same thing with you, Aaron. I can always. Give you a list of Aaron Friendly Horror. How does that sound? I think that sounds like a plan, right? And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about this evening, right? Because, you know, uh, John and Iron City Rocks, the one year he did the challenge with you, and I remember talking to him, and he's like, dude, I did not think this was going to be that hard. But, like, watching 31 horror movies, like, that's a lot of horror. Yeah, you know. yeah, and if you're not used to it, like I'm not good. I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's it's gonna hurt you psychologically. You know, like oh, a horror movie will make you a killer or something. But if it's not something that you normally have that 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 you're at least used to, like it's gonna kind of, wow, that was rough. You know that that was definitely a rough October. And I, I, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still lots of fun stuff that's out there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So what we thought we would do for this episode, kind of give everyone that two week um, notice, shall we say, no, we're not firing anyone. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully no one's quitting on us. But we're going to give you that two-week notice that October is coming up. And we have a list of um, music, movies, comic books, just pop culture in general of kind of the spooky stuff. Halloween-related type stuff that you might want to check out in the month of October. So what about you? What do you, what have you, I mean, we, we, we don't necessarily have to, okay, let's talk about music, let's talk about movies, let's talk about comics. Give a, throw out a suggestion. Well, let's talk about, like, the family-friendly Halloween stuff for, for okay. starters, right? Because, you know, there might be other listeners out here with young children, and if you want to, like, introduce them to things. Like I had said before that the house with the clock in its walls is the great starter horror film. Okay. Um, and depending on where your kids are at and how they feel about certain things, you may want to wait. Cause I think it's PG 13. You might want to wait till they're 13. Cause now that my kids are 13, uh, they don't want to watch it. Cause I think we saw it when they were 10. 
Uh, okay. And it, and it had an impact, you know, and, and and I understand that because I think I've told you about watching the blob when I was like eight or nine and not oh. eating jello again till I was <laughs> 18, something like that, you know. So I understand the impact a movie can have, you know, especially when you've got an imagination. Right, Um, right. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there. I'm glad you mentioned the blob because today, today as we speak, in 1958 was when the blob debuted in theaters here. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, like, holy, holy shit. The fact that you were to bring that up just randomly today, nice, nice. Well, yeah, and, and I'm 51, and my mom still teases me about it. She, yeah, she'll, mm-hmm. she will never let that one go. Of know? course not. You know, and I'm fine with it. Like, you know, I freely admit it. But because of that, so, like, The House of the Clock and Its Walls, hands down one of my favorites because I think it's it's a good spooky creepy story and and that's also like my idea of horror um I love the Goosebumps movies that were in the theater um you know the first one has Jack Black the second one he didn't come until the end but probably my go-to for something that's going to have something for everybody is Disney Plus Mm -hmm. because last year with um, Werewolf by Night, they knocked it out of the park. Oh, that's right. That yeah, like that I was watching fantastic. that again this year. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, it just the way they did it, like, and it drives me crazy because I want a series, right? Like I, I yeah. need another episode. I need something else. Like it was so well done. The way it was shot, just everything about it. You could tell that whoever was directing is like, no, I love these classic horror movies. Let's embrace that. Let's still keep it slightly modern. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's okay. So, so what's the word for it? Cause it's not like when we say a scary movie, it's not a jump scare, but mm-hmm. it's, would it, it, it's not necessarily a psychological thriller, but it, it, it has the anticipation, right? It builds suspense, right. suspenseful. Maybe is that the better thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you've you've got the, that suspenseful stuff on there, and then you've got other fun, um, like you know, all the Halloween towns are on Disney Plus. Um, the classic, which I have to watch every year, uh, Ichabod Crane, right? Mm-hmm. And the Headless Horseman, and uh, man, there's like they've redone some stuff, and there's like the Muppets Haunted Mansion, and I, there's there's things I will just watch over and over again every year. But then. One of my favorites is not on Disney. And again, this is in the fam- family friendly one is, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's The Boy Who Cried Werewolf. No, no, I think I need to see that. It was a made for TV Nickelodeon. And it was one of those things where I just happened to be scrolling through channels and saw it. I'm like, what? Hmm. And then I watched it. I'm like, this is fantastic. And I tried to buy it on DVD, I couldn't find it anywhere. It's only been on streaming for a few years and it's only been streaming like on Netflix for maybe two years, right? Because it finally came to Amazon prime and I bought it digitally, uh-huh. you know, because I love this movie so much. I want, I like, not only do I watch it every year for Halloween, but I'll probably watch it, you know, every couple months. Cause it's just fun. Like, and I love werewolves, you know, mm-hmm. 
and I'll watch everything. And and that's the funny thing is like I will watch everything werewolf, even if it's gory, but like like a slasher film, like something with Jason or like Halloween. Like I'm not gonna watch those, you know. That's just ah, too much for me. But anyway, so that that's that's my uh, my my starter here is the family friendly picks. Did uh, anything on Disney Plus because they're also going to collect it. But then the boy who cried werewolf. Cool, excellent, excellent. I'm glad you mentioned the family friendly stuff. Now, generally, for us, because my daughter's grown and you know she's you know, um, family when you know you know you, like you have rated R. PG and all that. Well, family is the F word in snowy in snowy man. For the most part, like we will watch stuff, but for me personally, I would, you know, I'm looking for more unrated or hard or hard R stuff. But I'm always always going to have a soft spot for Scooby Doo. Oh like, yeah, it's just it's just a character that I still love to this day. Okay, I whatever Scooby Doo I'm I'm reading. There's a really cool uh, Batman Scooby Doo. We're in issue eleven of a twelve issue miniseries that that that's been going on all year. I've been really digging that, and the the Scooby Doo animated feature films, you know, are amazing. Yeah, are amazing. And Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, okay, is still not only a favorite animated, a favorite Scooby-Doo, but just a favorite movie in general of mine, because that was the introduction to the Hex Girls. Like, have you seen Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost? I have not seen that one, no. Okay, well, I'm not going to spoil it. It's definitely something that you should watch, but... um, yeah, the Hex Girls was an all-female rock and roll band that they stumbled upon while doing, you know, while the meddling kids were doing their meddling. And, and we and we we had the movie, and I have, I have it on DVD now, but we, we had it on VHS. I bought the soundtrack for my daughter. She but she took it with her when she moved out. Oh, oh ah, ah, and now, like ever since then, I've been, you know, I've been saying to anyone that would listen, if you find the witch's ghost on CD or anything, grab it, and I'll reimburse you or, or whatever. Can't seem to find it. I'm gonna might have to just resort to uh, Amazon, I guess, and and try to grab it. But like, yeah, like I said, Scooby Doo. And the witch's ghost. And, and there's so many classic Scooby Doo's, right? Even mm-hmm. in the thirty minute episodes, like the classic characters. Oh, yeah. There's the Scooby Doo werewolf. There's the, the creeper. There's um, mm-hmm. the zombie. You know, like or the Doctor Jack and Mister Hyde. Yeah, the minor forty nine are just <laughs> so many great Scooby Doo characters. Yeah, yeah. We bought the Scooby Doo Where Are You box set. Oh yeah. And we haven't got gone gone through it yet, but uh, it's definitely see, that's the problem with um having all these streaming channels. We bought the Scooby Doo Where Are You box set. We bought the Swamp Thing TV series box set. Okay, we got into a couple episodes of each 
And now all this, then boom, all this stuff pops up on Netflix or, you know, one of the streaming channels or like I'm always in, I'm always buying new, new DVDs almost every week and all that. And so some of this stuff kind of gets, you know, pushed, pushed, pushed aside and it really shouldn't. So hopefully in October, we'll, we'll take that time to polish these shows off. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, probably some cool movies you're going to want to check out that um, probably aren't for the kids, unless you were like me. Okay, when I was a kid, I really dug the the first two Omen movies. Are you familiar with those? Like, you would have how, to be. How old were you for those? Were those, uh, like, late 80s? Those were... No, no. The, the first Omen was... 76 like wow. i didn't see i'm I, aware I, that I, I didn't realize you're that yeah. old yeah um did they yeah. remake them or anything they remade the first omen okay there we go that's why i'm thinking it's more recent it was um the the remake was like the remake of psycho where it was just a shot for shot remake and uh, i walked yeah. out of, uh, i walked out of the theater of both of them like just like i just why didn't we just stay home, make a bowl of popcorn, and slap the originals on? Yeah. You know, like, because this is terrible. The other, about a week ago or so, though, I discovered The Omen 2. Okay, yeah, which I, I think that Googling. came out. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that came out in 78, 79. And, like, I saw this movie. Like, I saw both of them. I saw... Omen 3 once, and it really didn't blow much smoke up my skirt, even as a kid. Um, but the first two are still old favorites of mine, especially the second one. And going back and watching it again, because I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. Like, every time one of these movies would come on just regular TV, you know, I would make sure, you know to be in front of the tube, the exorcist jaws, the omen movies, you know, like all, all of those seventies classics, but I hadn't seen the omen two since I was like a teenager. A couple of years ago, I slapped the omen on as part of the horror movie challenge. I'm sure one of the things that I forgot about the omen two was the cast. <laughs> okay. They had, um, not main roles, but kind of secondary characters. Lance Henriksen. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. I I totally didn't catch that. And Alan Arbus. If that name, Alan Arbus, doesn't ring a bell. It does not. Okay. But the name Dr. Sidney Friedman would ring a bell. You being a MASH fan. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. Sydney, Alan yeah. Arbus, yeah, yeah. Arbus had a smaller role in the Omen too. Wow! I was blown away. I'm like, like, like my wife was in was well, she wasn't watching it. She was in the other room. I'm like, love, love, look, Doctor Sidney Friedman. He was in the Omen too. Like, wow, really? But the thing that really, really blew me away this time, and I guess as a kid, I kind of took it for granted. The music to this movie is just gorgeous. 
Like, it's really creepy. It's real, really original. Like, I just, you won't hear a lot. Okay. Some of it, yeah, okay. But there there are some, some, some of the songs on it, you know, that it's like, holy shit. This is, this is some really cool stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, recommend The Omen 2 for... Uh, sitting down and watching some flicks if you have shutter okay you're definitely going to want to check out the this is guar documentary that, that's the only reason i even had shutter was so i could watch that and that's so a fantastic doc it is absolutely amazing yes Yes, that was I totally recommended that. And you're you you're not the only one. I've had a number of people here in Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't know if I wanna, you know, not that big into horror films, so I don't know if I need a, a a channel, but I'm definitely going to do the first month free or whatever. Cause I definitely want to check out this doc. It is available on DVD as well, and we've talked about it extensively on the show when it went when it first came out so i'm definitely going to say yeah get your shutter okay for the horror movie challenge okay re-up get the first month okay trial trial period use that for your horror movie challenge because it is amazing what they've got on there everything from uh modern direct to well direct to streaming now direct to video all the way to some classics from you know the 50s all the way to to today so it's it's definitely something that you are going to want i see i think i should check that out because i would love to go back and watch some of the old horror from the you know 40s 50s and 60s Mm -hmm. i i think i would really appreciate watching some of that you know, because I mean, like Creature from the Black Lagoon is also on my watch list every year. It's one of my favorites. Right. Oh, for you sure. Know. And I mean, by today's standards, it's not scary. But I mean, I still remember seeing it when I was eight and it was creepy, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even even now, like I hadn't seen it for for many years. And then when I saw it again just a couple of years ago in the sequence where she's swimming and he's the the creatures right underneath her. Oh yeah, kind of you know swooping at her feet and all that. That's where Spielberg got inspiration for the Chrissy Watkins sequence in the opening Absolutely. for Jaws. Like he's I've never heard Spielberg say that, but I'll bet the rent. Oh yeah, you know yeah, I'll absolutely. bet my first Venom album that. That's where Spielberg gets at. Speaking of Spielberg, yeah. Hey, and this isn't horror related. I saw that it's up on Crave now. The Fablesman What's movie. That? That's almost like a a biography about himself as a kid. Oh. First, first discovering shooting home movies and making your own home movies with a video camera. And all that, and the trailers looked absolutely phenomenal. And some point, some point before October, I'm gonna make a big bowl of popcorn. And this is a movie like the whole Snowy Manor can sit down and 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 enjoy. So I'm I'm gonna recommend that before October. Okay. 
Do you have Crave? It should be out on DVD as well. The Fables, man, it looks absolutely phenomenal. Okay, and while we're talking about, you know, water, creature from the Black Lagoon, that sort of thing, please put on your list for this Halloween, The Shape of Water. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, Snowy, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, like you just said with, like, Psycho and stuff like that, remakes can be so hit and miss. It could be better than the original. It could be worse than the original. You know, I, nine times out of ten doesn't touch the original. But this this one is where it's not a remake as much as it's, hey, let me tell you how I saw this story. Mm-hmm. Right? Because uh, it was Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. Yeah. He, um, he, he had said, like, he loved the creature from the Black Lagoon. And when other people saw it as a horror movie, he saw it as a love story. And so think about that as you're about to watch, you know, The Shape of Water. Like, I, I think The Shape of Water is a phenomenal movie. Um, and oh, who's the actress? Oh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But she was but... in the Paddington Bear movies. She's also in Godzilla movies. Um, and I love her to pieces. And when you see it, you're just going to be like, damn, this woman should have won some sort of award for her performance in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you thinking of um, for Magria? I can't. No, for, let, me, for, let me just look it up. Cause... Not the not the one from Bates Motel and and uh, not not the Olsen. No, that was in the Godzilla movies. No, no, and and like she she's more of a secondary. Sally Hawkins, as soon as I saw oh. her name, um, okay. and in the Godzilla movies, hang on, let's see if I can find out who she was here real quick. Are you talking the American Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, the, the 2014, oh, okay. 2019. Um, she is here. We go. She's Doctor Vivian Graham in both Godzilla movies. Oh, okay. 2014 and 2019. I, I think her character gets killed in 2019. But right. um, yeah, because I remember seeing her. I'm like, oh, it's her. Yeah, I just, I adore her. And like, it's it's one of those things, like now that I know who she is, almost every time I see a movie she's in it, it's a good movie. You know, but like The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Dude, you, that has to be on your list this year. I, have, I haven't seen it. I know of what you speak. It was one of those movies that, oh my God, this looks really good. Just didn't get to it, but it is one of those movies, you know, that is good for Mrs. Snowy as well. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Because, I mean, there's a little little bit of gore, but it's really minor. It's more suspenseful kind of stuff. Right. You know? Right. For sure, for sure. Believe it or not, a movie that I have never seen... Okay, and I think I think it's still up on Tubi, which that's another. Okay, for your horror movies, there's no excuse not to have Tubi. It's free. It has ads, but it's free. It's worth okay? it. it. It's totally worth it. Tubi has all of these amazing music documentaries and concerts and all and all that. Okay, you totally need it. Lords of Chaos is up oh, on Tubi okay. now, and I've I've never sat through that, and I'm thinking some point in October, I 
think I finally should. I, I, I don't know why. Like, I, it just hasn't been available anywhere for streaming. And I haven't, uh, because I don't, you know, do the, what do you call it? The, the illegal downloading of movies. What do you oh, call that? Right. What, yeah. Yeah. What, whatever, just, whatever the popular term for it is now. Yeah. I just don't do that because viruses scare the shit out of me. Okay. And I'm not getting one just to watch this movie. So, like, for one reason, like, and I've looked, I looked for it on DVD. It was going to be one of those kind of movies where I bought blind, you know, sight, sight unheard or sight unseen. But I knew enough of it that it might be worth the DVD risk. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it anywhere. I guess maybe on Amazon. But you know me. I'm not one that immediately goes to Amazon. I like to hit the video stores and see what, you know. First of all. So, yeah. Never seen the Lords of Chaos. I heard nothing. Well... I don't want to say nothing but good. It can be kind of divisive. But it was, was it not made by the former member of Bathory? And he was, he's going to be doing another, another flick coming up. I think the, the Gigi Allen biopic, which uh, I don't know if I want to sit through that. <laughs> you know, at least yeah. at least with anyone else in the room, because Gigi Allen is just our dirty little secret. And so is the events of the Lords of Chaos. So I think Yeah. I mean there's a lot of stuff I just don't want to watch. Right. Um Okay. You so you mentioned Tubi and you mentioned these things that are on here. I was going out to like, oh yeah, there's something I saw at Tubi that'd be great. But I stumbled across, and apparently it just came out this year. Have you heard of a horror movie called Death Metal? Um, actually, uh, is it Death Metal or Death to Metal? No, this one just says Death Metal, and the des- the description is a disastrous world tour leaves a death metal band desperate for a comeback that arrives with a famed Norwegian producer and a cursed piece of music. Okay, yes, I saw that trailer. And I have it on my list. Okay. I was still going to bring this up. It looks just like the type of schlock that I would enjoy. You can definitely tell it's a low budget. Okay. The soundtrack to this, though. If there is not a soundtrack album to this, there definitely should be one. Incantation, Cannibal Corpse, Embalmer, Nunslaughter. And a whole coffin load of lesser unsigned unsigned bands and all. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because it's definitely something I'm going to be checking out. Okay. <laughs> you, well, now, is that yeah. something that you is this an Aaron movie though? I don't know. It might be because like that that sort of story kind of you know tickles my fancy. But the, mm-hmm. the whole reason I came out here is because you're talking to me. I'm like, oh, let's shift to music. Because mm. horror pops, right? Hor- horror oh. pops and the Necromantics are two bands that should be synonymous for your Halloween time. Yes. Um, I, I've you. just really fallen in love with the horror pops. And I know Patricia Day, the bass player and, you know, married to Kim Necroman. Um, she's been fighting cancer. And I honestly, 
haven't seen much from any of them on the um, on the social pages because she was keeping everybody pretty up to date. So I'm hoping she's still doing well. But um, Horror Pops has a special up there called Live at the Wiltern. And mm. it's a fantastic show. Yeah, like you should definitely go go watch it. It's a concert film. You can also stream the the CD. But um, there's also a Necromantics live show there. It's the uh, Necromantics Three Decades of Darkle, right? So you can see you know uh, Kim Necroman play with Horror Pops and with Necromantics. So th- those are two of my Tubi since we're out here on Tubi. Right on. I think that's something I'm definitely going to be checking out. Okay, because I you could actually with with all these streaming channels and all that, you could probably do your horror film. Well, no, not a horror film, but a horror music challenge where you can watch, you know, Alice Cooper, Necromantics, Guar. Oh, you, you know, yeah. like like you could do one every day for thirty days, and maybe that's what I'll do next year. Oh, you know, that do... should be next year's challenge. We should come up with thir- 31 albums. Uh, oh, yeah. Hmm. 31 albums. Keep keep huh. that in mind for next yeah, year. Yeah, I think yeah. I need to write that down. Um, yeah. Also on Tubi are Howling 4 and 5. Halloween 4 and 5? The Howling. Oh, The Howling. Okay, you had yeah. me for... I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't yeah, sorry. say Halloween. Yeah, I pronounced it poorly. Yeah. <laughs> the Howling. Oh, wait. Howling 3 and The Howling. Wh- which one is the the one that's basically a porno with fur? Is that The Howling 2? I think so. Honestly, I've only seen the first one. Or at least I really only have any recollection of the first one. Which is an absolute classic. The re- the reason I re- here we go I think here your sister is a werewolf yeah here yes. we go howling too and it's also on Tubi and they must have just put it back because I tried to watch it last year the reason I remember that is you know I I love werewolf movies and so of course the howling in the eighties was a big deal every time a howling movie came out mm-hmm. and there's a girl that I wanted to date and. We're like, oh, let's let's get a werewolf movie, you know, Howling Two. We knew nothing about it, and you know, we went trick or treating because I trick or treat till I was eighteen, right? So we're we're teenagers trick or treating. Hey, why not? Yeah, you know, that's my my wife and I have this conversation all the time. She's like, well, you know, the kids are they're, they're getting close to thirteen. They're going to stop trick or treating. I looked at her, I'm like, I trick or treat till I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and we well, have trick or treaters sure. that come around that are obviously older kids. I'm going to give them candy, especially if they're wearing a costume, because mm-hmm. if they're coming around getting candy, they're not out doing anything else, you know? That's right. Um, but so we're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get this. So, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to date this girl, and we ended up dating. Um, but it's kind of kind of like our first thing, like, oh, we'll go trick-or-treating, and then we'll watch this scary movie. Well, yeah, I was not prepared to watch all this sex with this girl I was interested in. <laughs> uh, and we're both just very uncomfortable because, I, you know, at the time, that was not part of the relationship sort of thing, you know, at all. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, ah, so I never forget that movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably shouldn't be sharing this, but we were kind of like with Mrs. Snowy and I, we were about. Uh, three four months into dating 
And that's when we came up with the idea of uh, maybe getting some movies from that little back room in the video store. <laughs> oh, I'm so it. proud. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe, uh, like, this is this chick. I'm like, this chick is so awesome. She wants to watch movies like this with me, you know, and that's to this that's day. That's why but, you're married. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But we haven't watched one of those since, well, since the demise of the video store because we won't. I was waiting for it since um, Tuesday. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Because <laughs> we will not go on the computer for that. No, it's okay. I am surprised just... there's not a streaming service for that. Like 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 a legit one. Actually, maybe. Yeah, but where I'm trying to think where would I watch it? Oh, I guess in our TV here in the bedroom, I guess. That would that would be the appropriate place cuz we couldn't watch it in our living room with, with your mother-in-law or not. Yeah, well, it's okay. No. Even if she's in the other room, like we were, we were watching, uh, and I'm going off on a tangent here. Yeah. But we were watching the movie X, okay, with Jenna Ortega. Okay. So I figured, okay, this is the type of movie that this is a Mrs. Snowy movie because it's got Ortega in it, and like I know the plot is very Texas Chainsaw Massacre ish and all that. This. This group of people have rented this farmhouse to shoot a smut film. Well, they, as it turns out, the people that, and this is in the late 70s, okay? So it was also period film as well. And uh, as it turned out, the people they rented it from were a real Sawyer-type family, ultra-conservative, and a little psychotic, Okay. <laughs> okay. And there is a lot of sex and it got really loud and okay, we're watching it together in the living room. Meanwhile, my mother-in-law is in the other room, is in is in the kitchen doing her own thing and she can hear everything going on. And the whole time whenever like uh, one of the sex scenes were happening and sh- the actress is really loud about it and He's grunting and all that. I'm like, oh, oh my God, she can hear everything. Uh, oh, well. Anyways, um, X I, is okay. a total recommend. Not for you. Okay, this is yeah. not an Aaron movie. Okay, but <laughs> if you're, you know, if you're into horror and like if it, it, it came out at, at a time where okay because there's a lot of sequels there's a lot of prequels there's a lot of remakes these days this came out it was just it's a hard r film done by ty west who has already an impressive videography of awesome films from the last 10 years so i'm definitely going to recommend just straight up x it's fantastic and i think i've heard good stuff about that right okay and then like so, while I'm here on Tubi, still like, dude, you weren't kidding. We used to just go to Tubi and and look. I just went to the horror genre, you know. I saw all the Howling movies, but Ginger Snaps yeah. is on here, and that's a wonderful oh, movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is far and away one of my favorite films of any kind, any genre, and it's it's an awesome Canadian movie. It's got a fantastic cast. Yeah, and I like my my um. Okay, and where 
where was this happening when I was going to that school? But my daughter had to study that movie in high school. I think that's fantastic. That that was absolutely fantastic. I remember she brought her homework home and she's like, Dad, what do you know about this movie, Ginger Snaps? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'd already seen it in the theater, got it on DVD. It's just, uh, well, here, let me tell you all about it because it's actually a coming of age movie. Very much so. You know, like, yeah, her, like, Ginger turning into a werewolf is a metaphor for womanhood. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, very like, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's all the different themes in there. Right. It's it's actually a good date movie. Okay. You 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 want to watch a horror movie. You're you have that young lady, uh, she's kind of on the fence about horror films, but it's something that you guys can watch together and then talk about, you know, over a glass of a glass of wine later, you know, like it's, it's perfect. Good choice, man. Good choice. Yeah. Well, so not only do they have that, but then they also have Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> okay. You know what? I might have to watch that. Like uh, when it first came out. Okay. I saw it then. It didn't exactly do much for me. Same. And I was maybe, expecting a lot. Yeah, maybe a few decades later, because we're talking Le- Leslie Nielsen. Here. Right, Airplane. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, So Once Bitten is on here with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that one? Uh, no. Oh, no, you need to see have. that. Put put that on your list. It, it's a vampire comedy. Um. Yeah, yeah. You you need to see it. It, it. Like it's still funny. Like yeah. Okay. You'll love that one. Um, dude, teeth. You've seen teeth. Yes. Right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. We um actually we talked about it on the show, and I thought the, so. so. Some of the music, Immortal Guardian, or something like that. Like there was a death metal band that supplied some of the music to that. We had them on for an indie spotlight when that when that movie came out. Oh, rock on! I'll never I'll never forget that movie because that. Okay. Okay, and for a lot of guys, okay, like if you're, you know, if you're really mature in the head, okay, this isn't going to freak you out too much. But the synopsis of that film is like every guy's nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, teeth down there in that area. Yeah, <laughs> and and it, and it was well done. It was a movie that, okay, yeah, it got a little splattery and all that, but it didn't get too schlocky, as I recall. And, and... But it's another empowerment kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's another sort of coming of age, and like I I think that it. Yeah. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm never good at explaining this, but it, it's basically about a woman taking the power back. Yes. Right. And, and I think that's the best way to explain yeah. it because, you know, throughout this movie, all these men keep trying to take advantage of her, and every time it bites them. Sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I love that. 
you know, because it's like these, these scummy guys trying to take advantage. Cause I mean, and, and I mean, you think about the stereotypes, right? You know, you have female friends. I have female friends. We've seen all our female friends fall prey to, to, to those types, you know? And so oh, yeah. it's kind of fun to watch the movie from that perspective. It's like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, these assholes are getting it back. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. films just a lot of fun. Yeah, very campy, very ridiculous, you know, very low budget. Mm-hmm. But you'll probably still enjoy it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this October is going to have a Friday the 13th. <gasps> I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah, trust me, trust me. So I, what I'm going to be doing on that day, turning my phone off, nobody call me. I'm probably going to be watching the first and second of the Friday the 13th series because those are my two favorites. Okay. What I'm going to recommend though is checking out Friday the 13th part 6. Okay, because this is the film that kind of rejuvenated both the Friday the 13th series and Alice Cooper's music career because he had once the early 80s kind of kicked in, Alice Cooper like, just released a, a a trio of really dud records that he doesn't even talk about anymore. But then come the mid-80s song that the, the Constrictor album came out, and that album in, was included as part of the soundtrack from Friday the 13th Part 6. There is um, The Man Behind the Mask, and Teenage Frankenstein, which today, Teenage Frankenstein is still in my top 10 all-time favorite songs. Oh, yeah. But that was part six? That was part six, yeah. Wow. Because I remember when that came out. You know, uh-huh. and I, rem- I remember the song and all that sort of stuff. But just, I didn't realize that was already part six. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how, so how the, many Friday the 13th movies are there? Honestly, I don't know anymore. Is Jason um, Tim was Jason in space, right? Was that the one? I th- yeah, I think so. Okay, eight, he was taking Manhattan. Nine, I think Jason goes to hell. Ten is, yeah, Jason X is ten when he goes to space. And it's like, holy shit, is this ever falling off the rails? Um, not that part seven, who was basically... He was fighting the girl with the telekinetics. It was basically Carrie versus Jason, which, holy shit. Um, I think, yeah, there was 10. The reboot in 2009, I think, 2010, with Jared Padalecki. And I think... um, and Dana something or other. I can't remember her last name. One of the girls from the Flash TV series was was in that. And so that would have been 11. And I guess Jason versus uh, Freddy. Freddy versus Jason would have been number 12. Wow. Which, that, okay. which Freddy versus Jason had um, Ginger from Ginger Snaps in it. What the hell is her really? name? Catherine yeah. Isabel. Catherine Isabel, thank yeah. you, thank you. Name kind of slipped my mind. As Isabel's got a lot of great stuff from she from those works, movies. And she works hard. 
who's in the order um uh, dude so the order's on my list of like tv shows like there's only mm-hmm. two seasons it's gonna end on a terrible cliffhanger and i'm sorry but it's a fantastic two seasons everybody should watch it it is it is definitely definitely so yeah like I said, I'm I'm going to be checking out the first two Fridays, but everyone here listening, go see part six. It's uh, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Okay? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I totally get It's that. a fun movie. It's okay. If if horror has a popcorn movie, it's this. Like, there's not a lot of good popcorn movies in horror, but this is. This would this would definitely be one kind of around the same time as the the first three Friday the Thirteenth movie in the early eighties. There was a wicked slasher called The Prowler. Okay, that oh, not going to get in, in, into it too much, but yeah, in that that early eighties slasher boom, there was just all of these great movies: Friday the Thirteenth, Happy Birthday to Me, My Bloody Valentine, yeah, The Burning. Um, and the Prowler was definitely one that I'm I'm going to throw out there and recommend because it was um, some of Tom Savini's best work in 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 this in in this particular film, and I think because Savini is noted for all his work in the in the Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, those those type of films and all that, I think the Prowler is one of his underrated films. And it's definitely someone should um, be checking out this October. Right on, Great. right on. So let's let's shift here. What about like comics? One that I only discovered literally last ha- Halloween season was Moonshine. Have you heard about that one? Moonshine. Yeah. No. So obviously, with a name like Moonshine werewolves are involved and that's mm-hmm. why, obviously why i got it because i was i was driving up to pennsylvania to uh, for my my buddy's wedding vow renewal because i was you know the best man at his wedding and he wanted me back and so i'm getting in and i'm checking where i'm at i'm like oh i'm near my buddy's comic shop so i just stop in and we're talking and i'm wandering around the stacks and he he has a massive shop like he really has all the books and just the way it's arranged it's very easy to find stuff and also he knows my taste so he knows how to guide me around his store but so i found this moonshine i bought two or three of the books and it's set in the prohibition so like the 1920s and it's a guy in new york who sends this other guy to wherever uh, like the backwoods to buy this moonshine. It's really fantastic because he wants to, you know, smuggle it and sell it in his bar in New York. And, um, you know, it turns out the family that makes this moonshine also happens to be werewolves. And you uh-huh. can just imagine how this all goes because, you know, the mob bosses are trying to employ normal mob boss tactics, but it's not going to work when uh, they're werewolves, you know? So, but it's, it's, it's a fun story. Like if you like werewolves and mystery, you know, like super fun. Right on. So how about you? Like, are there any like horror comics? There are, there are. Um, 
One one series that has really uh, got my attention um, so far uh, is it's a uh, okay Night of the Living Dead. Okay, classic horror film. It really put zombies on the map and kind of defined what zombies were today. The 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 copyright to that film kind of someone screwed up somewhere it ended up going public domain that's why whenever yeah oh yeah no this is a huge thing that's why you see it that's why you see so you see every every streaming channel airs it okay okay every you know it's always in the background of other horror movies they're watching it on tv because you don't have to pay for it Okay. So that sucks for those people, but at the same time, that also makes sure that Night of the Living Dead is forever cemented in oh, horror sure. culture. Like forever. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because pe- people have remade it, and they've made homages to it. And one thing that I'm really digging um, is the... This year, it was just recently wrapped up, but the four-issue miniseries of Night of the Living Dead, Revenants, was the name of this comic book series. Now, what this was, if you're anyone, you know, that's familiar with horror movies should know this film, but it's the zombie apocalypse, okay? And it's all based around these four strangers seeking refuge in this farmhouse and then eventually uh, surrounded by zombies and they're trying to survive. Okay. This comic book series, okay, every issue is um, how it depicts how each character got to the farmhouse. Okay. How they first discovered, okay, there's something really weird going on. I don't understand. These people are attacking people. I, you know, and there's a series of events for each character that gets them to this famous farmhouse, and it's incredible. Okay, like, cool. I've I grabbed every issue as you know as, as it was coming out, but at some point in October. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to put the original Night of the Living Dead on TV. You know, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to slap it on part of the horror challenge. And then I'm going to pull these four issues out and read along as well. They're absolutely fantastic. You should. That's super cool. Well, might not be for you, but, you know, if zombies are, de- are your thing, it's definitely something that you're going to want to check out. Uh, see, it's, it's the story that pulls me in. Right. Like I, I need to have a good story. So that sounds like I might really enjoy the story, even though like I'm not necessarily a zombie guy. Like I, I feel like right. I would enjoy that story. And actually the movie. OK, the original 1968 movie. OK, yeah. you want to talk about good stories and, and all that. Yeah. Like it's not like there's a ton of like brutal, brutal gore. There's a couple sequences of it, but it's 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 actually kind of tame. But without even trying, okay, the movie ended up kind of being a, a metaphor for race relations in the U.S. in the '60s. 
with some of the characters, the main character being African-American and another one kind of being that white ultra conservative, everything's got to be done my way. And they, they, they were butting heads in this incredible situation. And, and like George, George Romero said, I had it brought to my attention afterwards, after I was making this horror movie, you know, that it's i'm i actually made a movie dealing with current social issues oh no that's not what i was trying to do that's funny (laughs) you know that's that's really interesting it's like wow yeah so i'm going to recommend to you dude um the original night of the living dead i've seen it Oh, okay. oh, shit! Right, you're in. You lived in Pittsburgh. Fuck. Yeah, like, like oh. the the opening scene that that you you would take that road to my my house, dude. Like, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I, to- I totally blanked out. We've mentioned so many times. Yeah. You lived in that area where they shot. Ah. Oh. Oh. Damn it! Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Check out the comic book now. Maybe maybe you'll. You might see, you know, what you remember depicted in the comic at the very least. That that's what I, I think I would really enjoy the comic. I think I really would. Okay. Night of the Living Dead Revenants. Dude, that's awesome. So yeah. have you read American Vampire? Any of those? No. Dude. Every comic you can find involving American Vampire. Pick it up, read the series, or at this point, you know, get the, get the trade paperback. Um, the original series completely captured me because I think it starts in the twenties um, with a woman who's coming out to Hollywood to be an actress, and she, she gets turned into a vampire, and then it all gets tied back to this other guy who was essentially the first American vampire. Um, uh-huh. And it's just, it's so, it's its just such a fantastic um, series. And then American Vampires um, 1976 is how they close it all out. And that's the end of, of the entire series. Ties everything together and it's just fantastic. Okay. American Vampire, writing it down. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And you probably know the people who are writing it. I, f- I feel like that's what, why I picked it up the first time, not just the fact that it's a vampire series. But um, okay. yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. Right on, right on, right on. Uh, kind of staying in, with, in the comic book realm, Elvira. Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark. Okay. I've seen those books. Uh, I haven't read any of them. Okay. Well, her deal with Dynamite Comics, and I know you're familiar with Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Has been paying off because there have just been the current series, because it's it's Elvira in various miniseries, okay? Her current series is called Elvira in Monsterland, okay, where it's basically... Elvira versus the original Vlad the Impaler. Oh, wow. Okay, and yeah, and it's it's stretched out. Oh, you do, you do. It's absolutely fantastic. It's stretched out over, you know, for four 
five issues. It's ongoing right now, so you're going to have to do a little bit of of back searching. Um, the the series before that was Elvira in Horrorland, okay, where every issue she was teleported to a famous horror film like The Shining and Psycho and and I have to go back and 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 read them, but it's basically Elvira. Like I said, in these famous horror films and all that. And it works so well because I, you can take, even though those are serious movies or whatever, but when you take a character like Elvira, you know, and you throw him into that, those situations, it makes for a fantastic read. Oh, she is the mistress <laughs> of the night. She is, definitely, definitely. It's just, it's and she, she's an sure. icon. And man, when she passes, wow, that's going to be a sad day. I'm taking show. the day off. Yeah. 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 yeah you definitely want to go Oof. back to uh, the Elvira Mistress of the Dark movie, then the 1988 film, because that's a lot of fun. Okay. that That's a good date night movie, too. For the guys, it's, well, it's Elvira. For for the girls, okay, it's it's just it's good campy fun, you know. Like, hey, there that would be a good popcorn movie, I guess. Okay, so with with that in mind, though, the first series when I got back into comic book collecting, okay, the first Elvira series that I came upon was Elvira and Vincent Price where the spirit of Vincent Price was coming back and they were teaming up to help stop the end of the world and all that. And it works so well. Yeah. Go and check out those Elvira type. Hell yeah. Series. Yeah. And there's stuff that even predates what, what, what I'm talking about. Apparently Elvira and dynamite, they've had a pretty good relationship over the years. So, yeah, that would be a good comic to check out. Now, have you read any of R.L. Stein's Just Beyond comics? Just Beyond, yeah. no. And, well, this is where we start to bridge and get into family-friendly, right? So, like, Moonshine, American Vampire, definitely not for your kids, right? These are definitely mm-hmm. adult comics. But when you get into stuff like R.L. Stein's Just Beyond, it's a great spooky story and, but it's still written for kids. Like the one that I read was, I, I, I think I got like the first issue cause it was a free comic book day. And then I had tracked down the trade and ah. basically this guy buys an old movie studio that's known for making horror movies. And they're trying to, you know, reboot it and make some new horror movies and of course, all these monsters start coming to life on the set, you know, and it's, it's super fun. It's one of those ones, like I couldn't put it down. It was exactly what I wanted to read, <laughs> you know, any time of year, let alone the month of October. Yeah. You know. All right. R.L. Stein's just beyond. Yeah. Okay. Wrote that down too. Yeah. And then, you know, both of us have already been reading Jughead the Hunger, which I need more. Oh, yeah. And Vampironica, uh-huh. you know, but both yes. of those are just yes. phenomenal. 
they were they really they they yeah for sure for sure kind kind of with the, with that in mind the one i chose because this was the one i got the most excited about when i saw the previews for it and all that but uh the the archie horror okay series is just it's just killing it okay now there's all there's the chilling adventures of sabrina and all that those definitely you, you you should check out but the one that i really really got excited for being a horror film fan okay one of the one of the horror film tropes is the final girl okay and you know what i mean by that like with every horror yeah. film there's always that, that final last, girl yeah yeah there's it's it's down to the the evil versus the final character and it's generally a girl well, when I saw an ad for the one-off comic Betty, Final Girl, <gasps> holy shit. <laughs> oh, oh. And it's basically, I like, I was kind of hoping that it was a slasher. There's a slasher, there's a killer going through Riverdale, and it's, it's down to, you know, this guy and, 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 and Betty. But no, it was more of a... It was more of an anthology type issue with featuring Betty and all the all the nasty stuff, and it's just, oh, I was so excited. I was so excited because Betty and Veronica and Sabrina, those are my girls, for sure. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, so, so you're gonna want to check out Betty, the Final Girl. You are a Kiss fan. I am oh, yeah. a Kiss fan. Okay. Um, I didn't catch the original series when it was being run okay the you know the four or five ish issue miniseries but i found the graphic novel of uh kiss and vampirella okay how how do i not know about that one <laughs> i don't know like, uh, i always see some know, sort man. of kiss comic it's always been important i've never heard about kiss and vampirella yes there's a kiss and vampirella series now like i said i grab the graphic novel and that would probably be the best you know for everyone else as well check your back issues at your local comic shop it's definitely something that i have to go back and and check out again but i knew okay we got some kiss fans listening to this and it's stuff kiss is also a halloween band Oh, absolutely okay you know with 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 the makeup and everything and they've been in a number of comic books and 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 it just it works <laughs> you know it it works so so well with with vampirella so i'm definitely going to say check that out and that's kind of it for my comics suggestions i'm sure I'm sure as soon as we get off the air, like there'll be 500 more that'll just come flooding okay. to me. But we want to get to some music here soon. So, uh, what about some music ideas for the month of October? We got to well, get music. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, for me, there, it's going to be a lot of psychobilly, horribilly bands. Mm -hmm. You know, so the necromantics, the horror pops. But then, of course, Guar. I, f I feel like Guar. You know, if there's any time I'm gonna listen to Guar, it feels like Halloween. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely need to listen to Guar. Um, 
man, I don't know because it, it's one of those things where music kind of bridges my love of, you know, monsters and horror and comics and all that sort of stuff. So it's just year round for me. Uh, Cause, Cause I started thinking about that. I'm like, Oh, what's, what's like Halloween music? I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, like I really couldn't come up with anything for that, for this one. Like it was way too far everything else. So wh- what about you? Well, for myself, the very first album, the very first metal album that kind of popped into my head that would be a must listen to would be Merciful Fates, their second album, Don't Break the Oath. Okay, Okay, the quasi title track, The Oath, Okay, it had that long um, intro with with, with the organ and the, the chanting in the background and all that. The first time I heard that, I was like, holy jeez, this is some heavy-duty shit. And the, the the music hasn't even kicked in. And just the way that it did, like, chills. And it's like, this is definitely Halloween music. And anything, anything by King Diamond as well, really. Like, you want to... Okay, what would be really good, and I think Mrs. Snowy and I are going to be doing this, is... His old concept albums, Abigail and Them, okay, when those records first came out, we listened to them together, we loved them, we read the lyrics as as they were going along, it's a fantastic story and all that. I think I want to do that again this year, this Halloween, you know, once again, I'll, we'll put on a pot of coffee, we'll drop the needle on these records and then we'll just lose ourselves together in the story like we did you know in our teens with 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 these fantastic records so yeah merciful fates don't break the oath and abigail and them the second and third records from king diamond when he kind of broke off from fate and started doing his own thing uh for for other music Goblin. Okay. Claudio Simonetti. Okay. The the man is just an absolute genius. And like his music was tailor made for horror and for Halloween. And his his score albums, okay, for demons in what was it, eighty six, not the metal soundtrack, although that kicks ass too, but you're going to want to check out Goblin's Demon soundtrack and the late 70s, and it's been re-released a number of times, but Goblin's um, score for the Deep Red Slasher okay. is some amazing music. Like, it is absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, you're definitely going to... And we've had Mr. Seminetti on the show here, and he was one of my all-time favorite guests and um yes that is definitely some very halloweeny music speaking of halloween okay up on shutter right now okay john carpenter himself has a um has like like produced the song for the shutter tv channel just called the shutters theme Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and it's just two minutes—two minutes of beautiful John Carpenter music. 
but it's just wow it's just it's it, it's absolutely beautiful um trick-or-treat okay oh, yeah. we've, we've we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show return of the living dead okay not only the movies okay which we've talked about like i said a lot on the show we've done watch-alongs on them the soundtracks okay the 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 trick-or-treat soundtrack is my favorite fast way album you know and it's just probably in my top 10 favorite albums of all time so is the return of the living dead soundtrack the 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 punk rock themed um horror film which these are two movies that should be part of your annual how halloween viewing this return living dead compilation is absolutely fantastic you got the cramps you got the damn tsol 45 grave party time is easy in my top five favorite songs of all time it's absolutely amazing uh what else what else what is acid witch okay. okay this this is this is a wicked this is a wicked metal band heavily inspired by horror films but not only that the main man behind acid witch is slasher dave and it seems like every year slasher dave creates his own new music that aren't aren't necessarily soundtracks okay but he creates this wicked halloween music that could be part of a soundtrack gotcha <laughs> you know he's just got a, la- a laundry list of these records i think oh what that what the hell was the name of that one where he he, he made a a complete soundtrack to an album to a movie that doesn't exist I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we, we we talked about it, and um, we played it, and it's just it it's just a good time. Like you could sit down all through the month of October, find anything by Slasher Dave, and you're set. You're set for the month. Okay, so that that's always a lot of fun. And finally, let's get on with some tunes here. There was a Wicked band. They released one album. They were kind of like nobody knew who they were. But over the years, the jig was kind of up. But Exorcist. Okay. Okay. They had one album, a very detailed, gory zombie cover called Nightmare Theater. Okay, and this is this is the horror record to um, to put on, you know, in the month of October. Put the headphones on, turn the lights down. It's thrash metal, but it mixes horror elements in it so well, so well, and it just yeah, yeah. For for many years. Like, we had no idea who this band was. There was never a second record. It's just, what, are they all members of Spinal Tap? Did they all blow up? What's going <laughs> on, you know? As it turned out, Exorcist was members of Virgin Steel. Okay. It's like, oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. So we're going to, 
get into some stuff here to show you exactly why I'm putting Exorcist over so hard from the Nightmare Theater well, album. On. Oh. One, one more thing before we do that. Okay. How have we not mentioned on this show Studio 666, Dave Grohl's horror movie. Oh, right. Because there's just so much to talk about. There I really is. We could get five episodes out, out of this. If I was to go through all my comic books, go through all the horror re- music-related movies in my DVD collection, if I was just to go through all of my albums and soundtracks, and, and I haven't seen... Studio 666 yet. Yeah, Believe it or not. Um, I know it's available on, on DVD. I haven't seen it streaming anywhere yet, or at least that that I'm hooked up with. I might just have to bite the bullet, not that I mind doing this, and grabbing the DVD for it at some point. Good idea. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, you're welcome. All right, now to the exorcist. Yes, yes, from from that amazing Nightmare Theater album. This is Exorcist with Call for the Exorcist.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. the Halloween what is Halloween the, the October season without Mr. King Fowley and the mighty deceased okay I love I he like deceased back back catalog okay it's just it's once again just just like acid witch just like slasher Dave King is all about the horror all about the spooky season so we had to drop a track from a deceased. Uh, we went with from their um, covers compilation, Rotten to the Core 2. That was their version of Impulse Manslaughter's Vomit Heads. And before that, yeah, 
okay, we talked about Merciful Fate, and that would have been the obvious song to maybe go with, but I want to throw out something a little bit different for everyone. Uh, Ex-Merciful Fate guitarist Michael Denner had his own solo projects off and running as well. That was Denner's, before that, that was Denner's Inferno with the title track to the Fountain of Grace EP. Oh, one of my biggest rock and roll regrets. And it just, it just, ah, it's it's just, shit happens. You know, when you're trying, when you're playing, when you're playing email tag, phone tag, you know, with PR and all that, they're doing all, all, all you can. We had Michael Denner on the hook to be on the show. And it just, it it just fell apart before my eyes, and it oh, was just man. kind of too late. And that would have, that's one of those bucket list, you know, anyone for merciful fate, okay, would have just, ah. Uh, hopefully, maybe next time, like once we start doing interviews again, Mister Denner gets another release going and all that. We'll 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 we'll, we'll try to get him. On the show, uh, speaking of music, unfortunately, we're kind of going to be going into extra innings here. So we're going to forego this week's Indie indie Spotlight, which is too bad. I had a kick-ass Winnipeg band. We'll get to them next week. But I think we're going to uh, bring this crazy train into the station here. Once again, my friend, thank you for sitting down. We had another fantastic chat. I hope we're getting uh, everyone hyped, hyped and ready for the spooky season. Yeah. You know, October is my favorite time of year. You know, my three my three favorite days of the year outside of family's birthdays and all that are record store day, free comic book day, May the 4th and Halloween. Agreed and I'm here. getting so stoked, getting so stoked for Halloween already. Um, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemental.org. All the episodes, past, present, and future are there. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. The things Snowy's been talking about, the, the, the things he picks up over the weekend when he has his great hauls, you can see them at facebook.com slash radmetal. Uh, you can also, because I, th- I believe everything also goes directly to our Instagram. So you can see those same things at radmetal666 for Instagram. Drop us a line. Our email is radmetal666 at gmail.com. And then we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever we call it today. Yeah. Uh, Stitcher, Spreaker. What, if, if there's a place you can find a podcast, you're going to find us. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find us on Spotify, thanks to the fine folks of the Shining Wizards Network. We are members of the Shining Wizards Network. And they do have like a lot of wrestling podcasts and then rascals like us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, fantastic <laughs> group of podcasts, fantastic group of people, most importantly. And, um, yeah, so check out the Shining Wizards Network as well. And Mm -hmm. I believe that's everything, Snowman. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy this week and you do enjoy the odd pro wrestling podcast, you're going to want to, on the Shining Wizards Network, you're going to want to check out Wrestling Night in Canada, 
as well, where your your cool Uncle Snowy sits down with his wrestling buddies, and we uh, basically the idea of the podcast is three metalheads from the same metal scene with a love of pro wrestling. So you're going to want to check that out. So in the meantime and in well, between time, you just gave me an idea. I, okay. I feel like we need to combine radioactive metal with, um, you know, a, a wrestling night in Canada and have a wrestling night in Cambodia <laughs> where okay. we all go to Cambodia and do a double show. And we basically try to follow the events of that famous um, Dick Kennedy song. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know. <laughs> that's, that's pretty adventurous. I think it'd be pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that, that, that's what would make it fun. It would definitely, it would definitely have uh, a few stories to tell. For sure, for sure. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Halloween Eve episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.